Jake Scott. Jake, you've seen lots of trade uh, deadlines come and go. Where does this one rank on the uh, on the excitement rating sheet for you? Oh man, locally, oh, we'd have to go back and and think. Clarkson was before the deadline, right? Hornacek was before my. That was at the deadline, but that was before my right. time. Um. God, it seems like we've had some close ones, right? I mean, you guys can help me on this. Like, uh, there was the year the Mike Conley trade almost happened, but remember that that didn't come to fruition. Yeah, and until, Ricky Rubio was upset until the off season. Yeah, right. I mean, we've we've seen a lot of like we've seen a lot we've seen a lot of deadlines like today, where. Um, you know, like the Joe Ingles deadline, uh, trade deadline move comes to mind uh, just a couple of years ago where, you know, you you have to do the you have to do what's best for for the franchise at the moment. And that's that's what the best front offices do. And the best ones know when to pull pull triggers and, and when to make tough decisions. So, um, you know, I, I love the trade deadline. I the. Uh, I love the NBA offseason. I love the the chess match, the game behind the game. All of it really fascinates me about sports and and fascinates me about the uh, about the NBA. And the Jazz have never really been the most aggressive trade deadline uh, team. And I I don't know that being aggressive at the trade deadline has ever really been. I mean, it's it's worked certainly, but I don't know if it's ever really been the 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 solution to what usually ails most franchises, right? I think the trade deadline might be one of the most overrated things in sports, to be quite honest. Oh, how dare you. Although my favorite jazz trade deadline moment was when uh Ennis Cantor was traded at the deadline and our cameras we went, we went down yeah. to the we went down to the practice facility back when we could still do that. They don't let us do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, our cameras caught Ennis walking off the court, and he waved bye to us. Oh, my It was goodness. unbelievable. Yeah. And, of course, he became the heel turn and the, sure. all the stuff. It was fun. Anyway, uh, but, Jake, the trade deadline deals can matter and do matter, and I think the Jazz, what they did today, does matter. I was trying to convince Alex today that while what the Jazz did today was boring, I thought it was important because they got back into the draft this year when they were probably going to end up conveying that first-round pick to the Thunder. What did you think about what the Jazz did today? Um, I think you, I think the Jazz did the right moves, and yes. I think that's what's important to, to keep in mind for these reasons. I'm, I, I was thinking about this comparison today, and this just shows you where I am in life. Uh, but there's an, there's an episode of Bluey called Keepy Uppy, mm-hmm. and uh, it's about keeping the balloon in the air. Very simple. You know, every kid plays the game, right? You know, don't let it hit the ground. And it's, you know, that we, I heard you guys talking about assets, and that's what we're calling them now, and assets and players and things like that. But the, the idea is to, is to keep assets going and moving for as long and to as high a level as possible, but certainly not ever letting it come to a dead end. Right, yeah. Right, never letting it, never letting it hit the ground. And sometimes it goes up and sometimes it, it, it goes down. But uh, I'll give you an example of, of what I'm talking about. Um, you know, the Jazz did a trade for Tom Dugugliata years ago. And forgive me for not remembering the details right off the top of my head. But I think it was coming from Minnesota or Phoenix. Anyway, the Jazz, it, it might have been Phoenix. The Jazz ate his salary. And uh, they got a first-round draft pick for the for the pleasure. It was highly protected, but it was 
the Knicks' first-round draft pick, and the Knicks were terrible. And so that that draft pick kept getting bumped down for years. Jeremiah and Alex, you too. I know you guys remember this. Oh yeah. I mean the the Knicks pick. The Knicks pick. Yep. It was the most valuable commodity in the league at one point. Somebody said, and it turned into Gordon Hayward at number nine. Right. And okay, all right, there you go. And he, he's a guy, and he makes an All Star. And okay, but you know what happened? Hard end left asset dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gone. Yes. Nothing. Nothing for the trouble. All those. All those years. We're probably talking. You know that asset boiled for what fifteen years. And yeah, then two thousand four is when the trade was made. Drafted in two thousand eleven. Left in two thousand seventeen. So yeah, that was crazy too because it was a that particular trade. Tom Gugliotta, a first round pick. A second round pick was it Ben Hanlogan in that trade? Hanlogan was in there with Keon yeah. Clark. Those are the right. two names for the uh, right. that, that the uh, that the Suns got. So in the end, there are like because I think we do. We look at at 2029, right? And we'll look at him go. Yeah, what does that mean for right now? I mean, Lock Lock comes on our show and goes, they're playing for. Hey, this is what they're doing. They're planning for 27 to 28, and you're like, yeah, but that's hard. That's hard on a day like today to kind of go. Oh yeah, what does it really mean? And we were looking at, I mean, last year at this time, this very day last year, the Jazz made well, how many people left? It was Connolly, it was Vanderbilt, it was Malik yeah, Beasley, yeah. all out the door. And, and kind of a, it wasn't a shock that they would leave, but it was such a long list of guys. And it radically changed the roster and their yes. competitiveness went way down. Yeah. And so I don't see that necessarily happening. But what's the immediate kind of short term with Simone Fontecchio being off of the off of the roster and Kelly Olenek, obviously two guys who are a massive piece of the rotation and even uh, Ochai was getting minutes because they needed that kind of, they need some, they needed some guards coming in and playing. So what are they going to do short term? Will Hardy, especially has got to figure this thing out. Uh, well, listen, here's what's interesting about what happened today is, is short term there, you know, nobody's going to argue they're a better team today than they were yesterday. All due respect to, Otto Porter Jr. Uh, but like, but they didn't trade any of their their key pieces. They didn't do the fire sale thing. They're not a fundamentally different team. And as wacky as the NBA, I mean, guys, as crazy as the last month of the season alone is in the NBA with teams trying to lose, and who knows who's playing and resting, and how how crazy that that madness gets. If the Jazz play their guys. They're still a good enough team to make the play-in if they if that's what they want to do. If they want to convey the pick to Oklahoma City and go ahead and try and win, I think the ceiling is about where it was before. Honestly, I don't think that fundamentally I don't think that fundamentally changed today. But if they want to make the pick, um, you know, they could they could start losing games on purpose if they really wanted to. I for the sake of my job. I I hope they I hope they make a push for it. Why not? Why not? Why not add some spice to the to the season and and see maybe what some of the younger players can do in a competitive you know a competitive environment. No question. Hey, look, this is not a great draft. You're not tanking for this draft. So go and try to get in the play and try to do something that that's gonna go win games. Try to make the play and try to get in the playoff. Get that eight seed. Whatever it is. There's no reason for the Jazz not to do that. But as you I, may, you, I agree. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. I, I was just going to say, I was just going to have, and it gives them flexibility, too, yeah. because the way the rules are set up, you, you don't have to keep planning on that pick. You can just move on and trade other picks that now become available to trade. That's all. 100%. Uh, you mentioned young guys getting a chance, and I, I want to ask you who benefit on the current roster, now that these moves have been made, who benefits the most from these changes? Oh, Hendricks by, by a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's going to play more. And good. Um, I don't. I, I I would encourage fans to temper their expectations a little bit. I mean, young, young and learning. But physically, you know, I bet I'm going to miss those chase down blocks from Ochai and those uber athletic defensive plays. Like those were, those turned out to me anyway to be the best part of his game. But Hendricks might have a bunch of those, so that could be nice. But is probably going to make probably going to make some mistakes and and not play, you know, winning basketball for a minute. But, you know, it's probably a good thing to, to um, see what he's got. You mentioned Ochai. And I, I didn't get it. We haven't asked you about that. It's, I, th- I was surprised that he was put in a trade today. Um, but then I wasn't really surprised because he wasn't getting as many minutes as he was. Uh, it's kind of interesting that the Jazz decided to pass on him and move him, move him in a trade like this, meaning they he wasn't in their long-term plans. Were you surprised by that? Um. I mean, yes and no. Um, I think I didn't think anybody on the roster was really untradeable given given the right price. And if Ochai were a player that were taking the next step, yeah, I think his role would have been a bigger one. So maybe that that speaks to the opinion of of the Jazz internally. I certainly wouldn't want to speak for them, but I, I certainly would get what why somebody would read into it that way. But he also still had value. You know, he's young and he's athletic and he, he, he does those things. And there's, there's a reason that, that he's an NBA player. And young players uh, oftentimes, and you can, you can see why franchises do this, they think, well, we see it. Let's get him under our umbrella with our coaches, with, with our thing, and, and we're going to turn this guy into a guy, you know. And it, it happens sometimes and, and sometimes it doesn't. But – Ochai had value because he's a good player, and you, you know, you don't get moved at the deadline unless unless you don't. You got to have some value to help a team or fit into the long term uh, uh, framework of the team, which usually means young players. You know, Simone, interestingly enough, who's not all that young. The 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 only reason that the Pistons would even make that deal is that they like him. Uh, they like him so much they're gonna they're gonna sign him long term. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to make the trade for him unless they say, "Wow, that dude's a guy," you know. So good for good for uh, Simone, but you know, you usually got if you get moved to the deadline, you got to help a team win now, or it's got to be a big name that moves and then a zillion players move. You know what I mean? Do you remember there was a there was a year when Don Nelson was the GM of the Mavericks, and he is, I think, Mark Cuban just bought the team, and he and the, wow, was it the Nets just, like, swapped rosters? It was, like, it was the craziest deal ever where they just were like, okay, let's trade teams, (laughs) and let's see if this goes any better for for either one of us. Yeah. And it did. They just, they both became NBA champions right after that. I mean, that was the whole point. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Jake, let's talk about some of these teams who, just from around the league, so many jazz, former jazz men's names were attached to some of these trades. 
the yeah, Knicks. That was crazy. The Knicks. I think uh, we we chatted about this with uh, uh, with uh, Steve Ashburner, who said, "Look, the Knicks won the day. And again, if you're going to get moved to the deadline, Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks, like they want you to do some stuff right now. That's a team that is getting getting better in the East and probably got better today. So, how did everybody else do in the in the drafts around the league? Um. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, we love Bogdanovich, right? Um, uh, I think he makes them better. Uh, I think uh, I, I think that they really needed to get better. Um, Oklahoma City, I mean, that's an interesting one. Do you, like if Gordon Hayward has something left in the tank, um, he he should make them better. You, you know the my, the first thought I had on on the Knicks is is okay. Bogdanovich is going to go. That's going to help them with their depth. But is he going to be one of their key guys, or is he just going to be a depth guy? And it's like because with Tom Thibodeau, the difference is stark. Like if he's just going to be a depth guy, he's never going to play. So why'd you make the deal? Like like Alec Burks is never going to see the floor again <laughs> because Thibodeau just plays his his five guys the whole game. So I thought, like, okay, Bogdanovich makes them better, but how much is he going to play? Because role guys never play under under Tom Thibodeau. So I don't know. That's funny, but yeah, it, it was crazy the amount of, of former Jazz players that that were moving around. How about uh, how about Royce going to Phoenix? I know. And uh, <laughs> he continues to he continues to have value. Is turned into a uh, you know a wily vet that teams uh, teams want to add. You know, Royce was never the most gifted athlete, but what he had was a lot of heart and a willingness to go guard and do the things no one else wanted to do. And, like, I love that Kawhi Leonard's motto in college was, board man gets paid. It's true. If you want to go grind it out, you know, maybe you're not a max guy in the NBA, but you're going to have value. And and who would have thought Royce would, would battle his way up the jazz system and and in his case, you know, I think it's kind of an honor for him to get traded to the Suns. The Suns are trying to get; they got to get better now. They're not adding Royce unless they think that he can fill a role for them. And uh, I, I've I've got no love for the Suns certainly, but I kind of hope he succeeds. I was I was like that about Royce. Few NBA players want to go like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go, I'll go put it on the line. Sure, I'm a I'm a six five guy, six six guy. I'll go guard Giannis. Yeah, why not? Let's go have a day. You know, I love that. I love Royce. Always, <laughs> always, always pulling for him and cheering for him. He's a great dude. Uh, I think the biggest story of the deadline, Jake, might be the deals that weren't made, uh, the big names that did not move, and the big teams that didn't make any moves. A lot of contenders just stayed pat. Well, what stood out to you, Jeremiah? Where was the where where was the big one we wanted? Atlanta. Dejounte Murray I mean, didn't move. Yeah. The Lakers didn't do anything. They're ninth, and no. they they made no moves. Uh, the Clippers the and Lakers Nuggets and Timberwolves the, didn't do anything. The Lakers don't have much value. I you know what I I was thinking about this, Jeremiah. That's kind of where I I I wanted to ask you where you wanted to start because from like a like a buyer standpoint, you know, teams that want to compete. I think this might be the byproduct of things being so wide open. Yeah. Like, how many teams can talk themselves into, like, well, we got a shot now, you know? We don't need to, you know, uh, spend all of our depth and, and all of our assets or whatever the case may be. Like, if you're Minnesota, I, I don't know if I'd pick them at the moment to win the title, but they got as, they got as good a shot as anybody. 
I mean, I guess, you know, you'd give a, maybe a slight nod to Denver, but I don't think they're as good this year as they were as they were last year. So, I mean, Boston's been really, really good, but they they haven't done it yet. You know, it's not like they're the, the Warriors dynasty. So, right. like, from a, from a buyer's standpoint, like, I think there's a lot of franchises that can talk themselves into, like, hey, I don't have to mortgage the future. The, the, that's why I say the Lakers are interesting because they're the ones that, that can say, like, we gotta, we gotta spend everything we got. I mean, yeah. LeBron, LeBron's forty-seven, and, <laughs> and and Anthony Davis is is actually playing. So we gotta do something. That's why that's interesting. And in Atlanta, Kyle, I got, I got no clue what Atlanta is doing ever. I have no idea why Quinn Snyder took that job. That seemed like easily the biggest red flag job. I mean, right down to it's funny, like Ben. Ben was the one who really alerted me to this. Like, look, look into the internal politics inside the Atlanta, like, front office to, like, the owner and the owner's son. Yeah. And then multiple people hired to make decisions. And now Quinn Snyder takes the job, and he's making the decisions. And it's like, ah, is he? And so I I don't know with Atlanta. They're, they're one of those franchises where, don't ask me, uh, so don't don't ask me to explain their behavior. Yeah. I I don't know. Other than maybe there just wasn't a ton out there for the the other reason I mentioned. Like teams are like, well, do we need to spend everything on Dejounte Murray? Because you know we could we could possibly do it now. Yeah. All that talk about Jordan Clarkson and the Lakers and what they're going to do and the Knicks and all that. And so there you go. And ends up uh, just being all talk. Uh, Jake, if you want to entertain but, yourself but listen, today, that's why. Like no, sorry, real quick. That's, yeah. That's why you don't sell the. That we're going to lose games on purpose, and everyone must go. Yeah, and and you have to you have to mean that because yeah, why would you sell Clarkson for pennies on the dollar? Why would you do that? Would just just because there's some maybe it's kind of in your best interest to lose games. Maybe I mean I it's I'm I'm glad I'm glad Jordan's still on the team. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no. I was just going to say just for as an aside for you and the coach, you and Tim to uh, entertain yourselves with today. Go to the Jazz Instagram page. And click on the comment section of the Thank You Simone uh, post that they put up. The country of Italy could not be more disappointed, not just in the jazz, but the entire state of Utah and anybody who has ever said anything nice about the state of Utah. It is the most well, hilarious thing. You have to hit the translate button quite often, but uh, it is, it's worth every click of the translations because the amount of times they insult your grandma, your uh, dead grandparents – Reference to Simone Fontecchio being traded. I mean, it is the Great Salt Lake. The Great Salt Lake. Go, go. They even throw in a blankety blank yourself, Utah. Michael Jordan will own you forever. Like they in full Italian. Like they are going all in on Simone. And uh, it was just a a simple thank you post. They must know. They didn't get the business side of how this thing worked. Obviously today, but just as a fun thing, you and Tim go through it. It's pretty hilarious. Well, I don't know how to work the Insta Snap Talk. But, oh, you don't uh, need to. Have, you don't need. You don't have, need an account. You don't need an account or anything. <laughs> Just look at the Jazz okay. Instagram page, and there's a big old picture that says "Thank you, Simone." Click on it, and just start going through the listen, comment section. Listen, I don't. I don't know social media well, <laughs> no. but I, I just feel. I feel like Alex is trying to send me communist propaganda. No, no. Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, PK. Listen, PK. Listen, PK. You can get on the computer. The computer's your friend. 
You can work this. Let's oh, go. Oh, man. I'm so joking. I'm so joking. I, I will check it out. You I'm have sure to do it. It's good. It's good. All right. All Jake right. Scott, 30 minutes away from him and the coach uh, breaking down in the pre-half and post right there on the Jazz Radio Network. We appreciate it, Jake, for carving out some time here, man. You're the best. All right, boys. You're the best. There you go. Thanks, Jake. Jake Scott, everybody.